Yes, I lit a cigarette. For all of you out there that think that a vape is not cool, I, I can't... Uh, <sighs> I can't disagree with you. However, at the same time, it has helped me quit smoking. Although you wouldn't know it, because right now I have one, <laughs> you know, one in, one in my hand right now, and it's having one. Uh, it, 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 smoking uh, is bad. That's the one thing I can leave you with, folks. Uh, if you've never picked it up yet, don't start now. If you're in the military and, uh, you know, it's quite a cultural thing to smoke, I, I would recommend against it. It's probably the only thing in my life I truly regret. Uh, completely starting and uh, you know never truly finishing although the vape has helped and I mean I'm sure there's a bunch of tobacco companies that are funding studies that are saying it's probably just as bad for you smoking I can't imagine it is uh, you know I've seen enough you know material and evidence to suggest otherwise that I'm content that it can't be any worse than smoking and I actually feel better I've noticed um, the idea that you know you're taking in water vapor I'm not going to endorse it uh, I don't recommend anybody do it uh, but I've had a lot of luck with it. So, you know, if you're thinking about quitting smoking, uh, you know, I was a diehard pack-a-day kind of guy. I don't know if you could hear it from the sound of my voice, but I, I loved the idea of <clears throat> continuing to smoke without it having a significant impact on my health, but I imagine eventually it will. So for all the young people out there listening, don't start smoking. Uh, you know, for the guys out there that are thinking about quitting, you know, I've had some success with this item. Uh, you know, I got myself a Cadillac. Uh, <laughs> and and although, I, you know, I'm like an in-the-closet, you know, kind of, uh, you know, vape guy, uh, you know, because I know people have such a low opinion of it, I kind of, you know, kind of do it off in the corner <laughs> and, and hope nobody sees. And uh, for all the people out there that call it, you know, douche flute, uh, you know, yeah, okay. I don't do it because I want to look cool. I don't do it because I, you know, like the taste of it. Um, you know, I'm doing it because I'm trying to quit smoking. So for everybody out there that can bear with me, uh, I occasionally will put the vape into the photos. And, uh, you know, not endorse it, but uh, again, uh, express to people that I'm, I've been pretty happy with it so far. Anyway, uh, this is not an advertisement for vape, I might add. Uh, or quitters located. Uh, no, I'm just joking. At... Uh, it, it, it's been an interesting week, uh, and I'm going to go uh, right into my first uh, topic of conversation. Um, and and this one goes out to Canadian Limey, who complained that the last podcast was far too short for his liking. Anyway, I'm going to try and give you a full 40 minutes. And talking into a microphone by yourself uh, for a full 40 minutes is not always easy, uh, as people may think. <clears throat> you know, uh, th there's a strong argument that, you know, I enjoy talking to myself. I'm sure that Billy Blair and his team of monkeys could find a way to twist that around to make out like I'm some sort of, de you know, deranged lunatic uh, that needs to be Section 17. You know, people love their guns. Like, that. that's, that's, that's the point. Um, it's, it's an activity that people engage in lawfully that is no different than golf or fishing or any other thing that people do recreationally that is completely harmless to the public. Uh, I can tell you that you're probably much more likely to get hurt snowboarding and these are accepted uh, activities uh, with acceptable levels of risk. I can tell you that uh, gun ranges that I've been to, you know, uh, have suffered like, you know, one instance in like 40 years. And, you know, considering how dangerous some people would paint firearms up to be, it is still statistically the safest uh, recreational activity going. I mean, if you allow your kid to play football, uh, you know, much more likely to, you know, get hurt. And for the people out there that just say they're pure evil, like, fuck off. 
Like, honestly, I've had enough of that. Uh, people enjoy them. They enjoy them. They're louder than your activity, granted. And, you know, maybe you don't understand them. But, like, they're no more dangerous in, you know, uh, properly trained hands and in government, you know, uh, permitted uh, licensing. You know, that requires training and certification and, you know, there are storage and transport regulations in place. Like, there's just so much regulation already uh, governing this group of people that because they're so severely, you know, legislated, um, you know, are afraid to look in the wrong direction. And with all the vague and ambiguous laws that are uh, the current Firearm Act, you know, it's so easy to get yourself into the hot seat because so much of it is left up to the interpretation of the officer. And, you know, we certainly encountered some, some issues with the Beowulf magazines, you know, where, you know, lawfully it didn't seem like anything was going wrong. And yet uh, I received advice that that would probably be a bad idea to put five rounds into a Beowulf magazine, which is like, what? Like, that's what it's designed for. That's the law. And it's like, yeah, but you can also put this stuff in. They're calling it dual purpose now. And it's like, what? Like, you know, if you break the law and you load more than five rounds into the magazines, uh, you know, then you're in trouble. That's that's the way it should work. Um, I, I don't believe that it's really necessary to have all these regulations, although I understand the need for controls. And uh, a lot of people in the American, uh, you know, group of our listeners might criticize me for this. But, I mean, you know, and, and some Canadians, too. I mean, I've heard a number of different arguments for, you know, looser gun you know, legislation uh, to, the, to the tune of, like, American uh, style ownership. And, I, and I, the ex-police officer, I mean, does not want to see that happen. Uh, I like the idea of the rules being in place uh, to make sure that the public is safe, to make sure that people are safe, uh, you know, in, in, in a reasonable fashion. And right now, more than enough legislation exists uh, to uh, properly uh, control this group of people, like more than enough, uh, you know, like overboard. And there certainly is some room for change uh, and some streamlining and some relaxation. Uh, you know, certainly some uh, previously made decisions should be uh, re-examined, uh, you know, and I love the idea of them going back to the 12-4 and the 12-5 classes and releasing the 12-6 class. Uh, we're going to be doing a video very shortly uh, where I'm hoping to uh, illustrate some of the deficiencies in the system. I mean, some places where we could see some positive change that has, you know, nothing but um, uh, nothing but a great uh, salvaging of history. And, and I mean, there's so many changes that can be made that would, uh, you know, assist in the preservation of history. And, and whether you like it or not, you know, for the people out there that are listening, and we know you're out there uh, that don't like firearms and you're just tuning in, uh, we know you don't like anything that goes bang. And the scarier it looks, the more you want it gone. And the truth is, is that, you know, the laws are in place that, that currently uh, make everything that functions the same and has, you know, the same degree of power, uh, you know, th these things, these things are properly controlled, you know, well enough. And, you know, there, there could be some changes made, I mean, that, you know, might concern you, but I mean, there is sporting purpose in these things. And, you know, for everybody that gets down on the AR-15 rifle, it's just a great gun. It's, 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 it's an older design. It looks a little bit scary uh, to people that don't know firearms. I mean, you know, it's, it's not half as scary as a high point to me. Uh, but, like, the idea that people would be out there enjoying these things week after week and spending good hard-earned money on them and not being any more dangerous than the golfer, you know, who has a, 
you know, a trunk of <laughs> insecure golf clubs. I mean, more people are clubbed to death uh, every year than, 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 than are shot with firearms. And more people are stabbed to death than are shot with firearms. Like, the numbers are, relatively speaking, terribly low. And, you know, you get a lot of things, you know, floating around. I, I, I could give a shit about statistics. The truth is, is that the numbers are very low, given uh, the number of firearms that are out there. Uh, you know, the, there really is a low rate of instance. And, you know, the legislation they're creating seems to be more about, you know, what could be coming down the road. There seems to be a great concern about straw purchasers. And, and I mean, that if there's a deficiency in the system, that's in the screening process, that's, uh, that's up to them to figure out, uh, you know, if they're wanting to clamp down the rules, they're saying they don't trust, you know, their system. Uh, so, I mean, if you hand somebody a, a gun license, they should be, uh, you know, just generally accepted to be responsible enough, uh, you know, to, to own these things safely. And so, you know, you don't want to hand out licenses as easily, you know, I understand that in this day and age, but, uh, you know, these things should be done in a timely fashion. And uh, I, I think that anybody reasonable would say waiting a year for something is, you know, like that's a, that's a good amount of time, you know, if you want to do something. And so, you know, everybody that goes out there and gets certified and, uh, you know, accredited that they can, you know, operate these firearms, you know, they've gone through this process. They should be allowed to enjoy it. You know, if I told you that, you know, you're more likely to get clubbed to death, you know, by a five iron. You wouldn't ban people from going to golf courses. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, you know, we've got this group of people. Uh, there, you know, there's always this comparison drawn between it and firearms, uh, you know, and, and, and motor vehicles and how stupid it is. And it's like, no, not really. Um, you know, what if, what if there were, you know, 20 million, you know, vehicles on the road that you never saw? You know, people have kept this activity relatively hidden, but it's coming out now. And so it's the fastest growing, you know, sport in the nation. And people love it. Like recreationally, they're digging it. And the collectors are just eating it up. And the people that love history and feeling connected to it are like gravitating towards this lifestyle, you know, so quickly. And, you know, it, it's become abundantly clear to me that, you know, the firearm community is not getting smaller. It's getting exponentially larger. And that scares some people. I get it. Uh, you know, I, uh, I have connections to, you know, policing and in my past, and I can tell you that, you know, getting a once a year qualifier as a police officer, you know, is really not enough to make you feel confident with your sidearm. So I could see, you know, why, uh, you know, even some frontliners, you know, would feel uncomfortable with more guns being out there because I mean, they're barely confident with their own. So... <laughs> You know why? Why stretch it? Uh, so, it, to me, you know, there there are always going to be people that are supportive, uh, you know, of freedom in the law enforcement community. But you know, more or less, uh, it's really important that we you know get to know those communities. And you know, I'm going to be reaching out in the future months. Uh, we're going to offer our assistance to uh, any police service uh, that wishes to accept it. And we'll see if there's any bias. I mean, uh, we can offer nothing but good things uh, coming from our audience. Uh, I think there's some great opportunities to uh, build some bridges and uh, get to, 
get to know some people a little better and uh, you know to build some trust and that's really where the change in the firearms act is going to come from like ultimately it's going to come from a place of trust there's really not much that can happen there unless we're guaranteed certain things and uh, the idea of bans just won't fly uh i expect that the completely you know unoriginal uh, liberals are going to come up with some form of grandfathering and divide classes into these little groups uh you know in an effort to uh, you know fragment uh, our voice and i can tell you that a place like the canadian gun vault will always be uh you know a haven for people to come to uh, that are willing to treat each other with respect uh, if you're willing to come here and represent the firearm community, uh, you know, in a fashion, you know, consistent with our uh, standard of decorum. You know, I've been kind of criticized for throwing some people off the page for swearing incessantly. I, I, I don't mind people speaking passionately about subjects. Uh, I, I encourage it. Uh, I even encourage people to, you know, have an opinion that's different than mine. You know, I love a good argument. And if you could present some great, uh, you know, arguments, um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in hearing them. More often than not, people just get upset. The whole subject of firearms is very much an emotionally charged uh, and driven issue. And if you present, you know, your rational argument to somebody that's not willing to listen to it, it gets ugly awful fast. And if you've been out there and you've been hanging out with the liberals, you'll find out very quickly that they seem to explode when touched by the firearm community. Triggered is the expression that I hear thrown around uh, quite a bit. You know, snowflakes, uh, you know, please refrain from calling uh, our liberal, liberal, more liberal listeners. Uh, snowflakes, please, folks. Uh, for the people out there that feel more passionately about it, that think they're absolutely ruining uh, this country and our culture, uh, you know, hey, um, go easy on them. Uh, some of them just, you know, are the way they are. And, and you know what, what's ironic is I think there's this division that's been, you know, created between the conservative group and the liberals that is, is much uh, less reality, uh, you know, than people might think. I think if you took a, a couple of liberals and sat them down in a room, I mean, people sort of, you know, uh, left of center, and you kind of, you know, brought them in together with, uh, you know, a group of conservatives, you know, some level-headed types. And you sat down and you had a, a conversation. You find that the differences were, you know, not as uh, great as you might think. Uh, a lot of conservative people, uh, you know, they have no difficulties with uh, the gay community, uh, you know, LGBTQ. Uh, I, like I've, I've lost track. I, I don't mean to be insensitive, but, like, I mean, ultimately, you know, we'll, for the sake of argument, uh, lump everybody in together, which is, you know, I'm sure going to be criticized by somebody, into one category, we'll just say gay. And if uh, the term is always changing, I mean, there's a lot of things in the gay community you should and shouldn't say, and one, one, one minute it's not okay, the next minute it is, and, you know, I, I still... Uh, I'm trying to wrap my mind around the term fag, uh, which I understand comes from uh, uh, describing the uh, kindling that they used to you know, light uh, these fires to. They burn these people alive, I think it was, if you were found to be gay. And, you know, so, like, I would refrain from using that term, uh, you know, went around the gay community. But anyway, you know, you've got, 
you know, this wonderfully diverse uh, grouping of people, you know, in the gay community. And I've never, I've never had any problems with them. I mean, when I say it that way, I mean, like, actually, truth be told, they know where the party is. I mean, if you've ever hung out with gay people, they're a riot. <laughs> like, they could be a lot of fun. Uh, you do have to make it abundantly clear that you are straight and, you know, uh, it's, the onus falls on you to not, you know, freak out. And, and, and so, so being around the gay community, I've learned that if you just told someone that you were straight and you just said, yeah, you know, and they, more often than not, they would kind of say, really? And be like, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, hey, if I wasn't, you'd be my guy. And, you know, you can make people, you know, smile and still have a lot of fun you know, as a straight person in the gay community. And I know lots of people, you know, uh, that you know have gay friends and they love hanging out and they they have conservative views and you know if you get to know, uh, you know, the other side, you might find that there's a lot of great people. You know, there's like, you know, what do you have a liberal friend? I mean, of course you would. Um, you know, I've had liberal friends. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't have any right now. Um, you know, please don't want to you know virtually lynch me for saying that. But I think I mean I have some liberal friends, and one of them, you know, I'd love to sit down with her and talk. I'm really looking forward to it actually. Uh, Lisa Bonje, right? You and I got to sit down and talk. I know you're about as liberal as they come. If I could, if I could make you see the light, I I will have done one good thing in my life. So I'm really hoping to get uh, Lisa Bonje. Uh, you know, a Facebook to get together with me for a podcast. I think she's. I think she's angry at me right now. Um, you know, <laughs> there was there was an incident, and you know, she kind of came on the page, and we, you know, we had some conversation, and it it, it ended it ended poorly. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was disappointed in uh, in an exchange, and I'm not gonna name any names. But anyway, ultimately, uh, it resulted with I think. Uh, someone's feelings getting hurt and certainly I'm, I'm unhappy about that so I'd love to sit down and talk with her um, and, and I'm going to do that soon because I, I really love the idea of sitting down with a bona fide liberal that I know uh, and, and I can't wait you know to discuss with her uh, you know her thoughts on you know the gun legislation and see what she has to say and, and just, just you know what if I was ever going to feel more comfortable sitting down and you know sharing my point like I liked arguing with Lisa so, you know, and, and I worked with Lisa for years and she was a wonderful colleague, uh, you know, as a service member. And, you know, I can't wait to sit down and discuss this with her. Uh, it, it'll be a lot of fun. But back to, you know, uh, different groupings of people getting together. I, I really like the idea of uh, everyone that's listening into this just actively getting involved by reaching out, you know, to some of her more liberal friends uh, and bring them to the page. You know, have them watch, you know, like actually seek them out and say, look, I would like for you to watch this and maybe it'll help them understand what we we like about these things. And if it's explained to them, uh, we can dispel some of the myths. And I really do believe that a lot of the public's, um, you know, uh, perceptions of what we are and what we do and, you know, what these things are capable of and, um, you know, how dangerous is it? Uh, we can we can dispel a lot of that with range trips, with good conversation, uh, with intelligent, composed dialogue, honest dialogue. And, you know, that was something I discussed briefly with Mark Holland at the last Ajax Town meeting. You know, the subject of dialogue came up and I said, well, it's important we have honest dialogue. But we're not having that here. And he just sort of looked at me and I thought, you know what, yeah, like you say you want to talk about it, but we're not talking about it. You're, you know, you're talking about what you want to talk about and then you're shutting down all debate. It doesn't work like that. And, you know, watching Rachel Harder uh, tell Billy Blair 
uh, a new one the other day was really, uh, you know, kind of exciting to see somebody coming to bat for us so hard. Uh, if you don't know who Rachel Harder is, please, you know, make her a friend, uh, you know. I won't say contact her because I'm, I'm sure she's a very busy woman, but seek her out. Uh, she definitely has, uh, you know, she's swinging a big bat when she talks. I like her, and I, I like the idea of supporting what she does. So please uh, tune in uh, to some of the sessions that are available, uh, I'm sure, on Facebook, on YouTube by now, uh, of some sessions where Rachel Harder, uh, you know, more or less uh, debates with Billy Blair in Parliament. And if you uh, haven't seen it yet, it's a real treat. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm completely 100% supportive of what Rachel's done here and uh, defending herself. I mean, I have, I have uh, fairly strong views about uh, the perception uh, or the optic of alcohol related to firearms. Like, I mean, I, I get where Billy Blair is coming from. Uh, you know, at the same time, I think, you know, it, it may be juiced up a little bit given the fact that, you know, he's clearly um, approaching this subject with a somewhat slanted, you know, opinion. The people who gave him the job are kind of overseeing it, and they want a certain outcome. So, I mean, he's he's definitely towing the line. Uh, he's trying to do his best to appear very credible. Uh, but he's under the gun. There's no question he's under a bit of pressure. Uh, I don't know if it's too much for him or if the immigration issue is looming large. Nobody seems to want to talk about that. Let's talk about guns. You know, um, they still won't answer any questions about the irregular you know, migration, and the numbers are higher, uh, I've heard, than initially thought uh, by a substantial number. And so, who knows? I mean, the tinfoil hat theorist in me is saying it's all a big smokescreen. We all know guns are stupid. What? what, what? You're going to go after the guns. It, it's enough to take people's attraction or attention, rather, uh, away from perhaps some subjects that need to be you know, more closely examined. But I love the idea, you know, of getting behind and supporting people like that. People like Michelle Rempel. You know, I haven't heard too much uh, from Michelle lately. Um, you know, Pierre, uh, always uh, good for a smile. Uh, you know, so many people on the conservative side are becoming uh, more and more uh, entertaining to watch uh, as this thing winds up. We're about 11 months away from voting Justin Trudeau out of office. I, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to get excited. I, uh, I don't want to see that guy get anywhere near a second term. Uh, I don't want us to just win. I want it to be a landslide. That means we got to start talking to the people now about Maxime Bernier. I really don't like the idea that Max struck out on his own. Uh, no matter what you think about his chances, it would take a miracle for him to uh, you know, really take a substantial amount of power and reverse this process initiated by the liberal government. Our best bet is to get behind Andrew Scheer. And I'll tell you that it's been explained to me that the uh, way the electoral process is set up, that statistically, this, this just isn't happening. And so every person that wants to vote for Max, in, in true, you know, uh, just want to believe it true uh, type faith, are thinking that Max is going to be the answer. He's not. Max is the answer in round two, uh, you know, next election season, after this one. I think is, is going to be a great transition into some better laws. If we can get everybody we know out to vote and to vote our way, we'll win this thing hands down. But it requires everybody to do their part.
You have to get a hold of people that might not have voted. Call your friends. Have you voted yet today? Right? No, I shit, I almost forgot. You would be amazed how many people almost forgot. We want to see more people turning out for this election than ever. I think it's really important that you get your friends and family, colleagues, right? Everybody. Right? Take your hairstylist down there and vote out this god-awful government. It isn't even about guns. I mean, they're they're clearly making mistakes all over the place, covering their tracks like crazy, uh, you know. <sighs> You know, findings of guilt by the ethics commissioner. Like, there's just so many things that are driving business out of the country. I mean, GM plant closing? Like, really? You know, I thought the economy was getting better. We're making leaps and, you know, advances in infrastructure, but nobody seems to know what it is. Um, and business is fleeing this country. Like, we've got big, big problems that extend far beyond the issue of firearms. Although I'm not comfortable with the idea of a government screwing up this badly and at the same time wanting to take firearms away from the very best people in the country and at the same time relax the rules and decrease the penalties for the worst crimes in the country all in the same breath, it all stinks. And I think it's really important that we do what we can to change it. So I want to see everybody getting themselves to those voting booths. We've got less than a year to change people's opinions and to make sure that this awful mistake that is the Trudeau government does not see round two. It's really important, folks. Can't emphasize this one enough. Anyway, that's about all the time I have for tonight's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, thank you, everybody, for buying the merchandise. Uh, you help us support everything that it is we do. Uh, to our Patreon people, you've been fantastic. Sorry if you're feeling neglected. We're going to come up with something special for you soon. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.